0: And just like that, it's Monday night, which means we get the opportunity to discuss sports with you. Wouldn't have it any other way. It is the sports book here on 760 WJR. So happy to have you with us. I hear her there. Jamie, how are you?
1: Good. How are you, Steve?
0: Everything is well. Um, I saw a picture of you uh, over the weekend, and it reminded me of what you look like. So (laughs) there's that.
1: We're just working out our workflow right now, since I do every morning with Guy Gordon and Lloyd. Um, I've been doing this show with you from my house, but once we figure it all out, I'll be back. Don't you worry.
0: Well, we're just on uh, different schedules, and uh, that's fine, because I'm a big believer in everything works itself out. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, we have, as usual, partner, uh, a lot to discuss, and there's no better way to start the proceedings then with the tremendously positive news that all of a sudden is the Detroit Lions. Now, you go back to uh, last Christmas Eve. Uh, The Lions were in Carolina to face the aforementioned Panthers. It was a big tilt, Uh, Lions and a bit of a resurgence. And uh, on that particular day, the Panthers, Jamie, ran for 320 yards. It was an abysmal effort. Probably, uh, you could easily make the argument, the worst of the year. Um, I think watching that game unfold at Fort Field, which, again, was absolutely electric uh, yesterday. Uh, the Lions kind of remembered that a little bit. Jared Goff throwing for three touchdowns. He had that nifty uh, quarterback sneak in the fourth quarter. Bottom line, Lions win it 42-24. Uh, this team right now, Jamie, playing extraordinarily good complimentary football.
1: Yeah. And that's what the players talked about in the locker room. You know, the defense gave the ball back to the offense a bunch of times and the lines got points every time they did that, you know, special teams was good. The rushing game was good. The passing game was good. It's just almost hard to believe, but you were talking about that other game, December 24th, 2022. It's almost the exact same score. 37, 23 Carolina's favor.
0: Kind of odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um But listen, uh, here's the deal. Lions now a 4-1 and football team. Uh, they are leading the NFC North. They're all alone atop that division in October or later for the first time since 2016. Now, obviously, James, before this season started, and we've got a lot to unpack uh, with this Lions team, uh, but before the season started, we were questioning each other whether or not we were going to drink the Kool-Aid, and I think we were both all in. And then, Yeah,
1: yeah we did that pre-game or um, pre-season show or what have you, and we both were very excited about them.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It is, is it not? Kind of a different feeling. Uh, I've been around these parts a little longer than yourself, um, and it has been since, as a matter of fact, talking to Lomas Brown quite often about it, uh, since he was blocking for Barry that I think the optimism was as grand as it is right now. So when you watch, and I was watching on a tube yesterday, and, uh, oh, that Ford Field crowd was uh, off the hook loud. I'm going to bring back that phrase, off the hook, if it's okay with you. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: but, it was very loud. They did that that monitor thing on the big screen, and it got up to 118.
0: But isn't it just cool? I mean, yeah, this team has been... So miserable for so long. And so I'm extremely happy, again, for Lions fans. And we don't know what's going to happen moving forward. We just don't. Uh, But for the moment, what the fans are experiencing for the first time in a long time, members of the organization and this team, it's just really, really cool.
1: Yeah, and like the old Lions would have maybe not prepared as much or overlooked a winless team, but when you're a good team, you don't do those things, and the Lions just continue to deliver, and they did it shorthanded. Without Amon Ross St. Brown, without Jameer Gibbs, without Brian Branch, didn't matter. Next man up.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about the injury situation because the plot thickens in that regard, and we'll go over all of it. Uh, Meanwhile, the Panthers come in, uh, the only winless team in the National Football League, 0-4 at the time. Uh, They were in a very generous mood, turning it over three times in the first half. Um, Ricky quarterback Bryce Young picked off twice in the first half. Miles Sanders uh, lost a fumble. Back to Young, the number one overall pick, you'll recall, 25 of 41, 247 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and of course, those two picks after the second one. Lions seize the moment little trickeration. The reverse flea flicker on the next play uh, golf to Sam LaPorte, a 31 yards touchdown. Um, it was poetry in motion. And then the 49ers redid that play last night when they throttled the Cowboys. Did you see that? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. That was on the air. Uh, Copycats. The channel- <laughs> I know. I know. But. Who did it, who wore it better is a thing that's in Us Weekly, so I guess who did it better?
0: Oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> I, I would have to go with the original. Yeah, you know? right. Um, meanwhile, David Montgomery. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more Montgomery jerseys, I think, at Ford Field. Uh, 109 yards rushing, becoming the first lion to run for 100-plus yards and score in two straight games since Kevin Jones did that back in 2004. Um and now the question, and I guess to some degree uh, it makes sense, but is David Montgomery, and again, we're just five games into the season, but is he an upgrade from Jamal Williams? And remember, Jamal Williams, James, was a fan favorite.
1: You know what? I think he is an up- upgrade. He can get you more yardage he can work in different scenarios i mean i really like jamal williams i was worried when they left but kudos to brad holmes for finding a replacement that i think is a little bit better
0: well a lot was made about and for all the right reasons at the time uh jamal williams had 17 touchdowns as a lion last year the majority of those coming from a yard out but nonetheless he scored the thing i love about david montgomery and when the lions acquired him one of the first things i did via research is bring up the fact that this dude was among the elite in the entire national football league as far as yards after contact this dude is a brute and uh he is going to wear defenses down the more he carries the ball that's my thought
1: yeah and he is really hard to take down so even if you get to him he just keeps those legs going and gets you know five more yards
0: well, and then let's not uh we'd be remiss in not discussing Aiden Hutchinson. uh this kid is got a motor that I haven't seen at that position in quite some time. Uh, he became the first NFL defensive lineman to have four interceptions in his first two seasons, and I think the Lions Aiden Hutchinson uh dodged a bullet, a real one because when he was hit returning that pick it looked like it was extremely awkward and he got up walking very gingerly uh and he was the first to say afterwards yeah i got smacked and uh i don't think there's any long term issues there thank goodness
1: yeah i mean he is so valuable to this team that the other team has to double him a lot which frees up other people so he The Lions need him as they move forward and they try and win this division. So good thing he's okay.
0: Yeah, and we take a look at the uh, injury situation, Jamie. Um, First of all, a very scary moment. Rookie offensive guard Chandler Zavala, uh, he was alert, able to move all extremities at the hospital after being cutted off the field with that neck injury late in the first quarter. That was wonderful news. The news as it pertains to the Lions, uh, not good. Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, one of the new corners, brought him in, a lot of expectation. Dan Campbell's been saying, I can't wait to see him play, can't wait to see him play. Makes his Lions debut yesterday. Uh, Then he leaves, non-contact, in the first quarter. Long story short, he tore his ACL. The other knee of which he tore last year as a member of the 49ers. Dude just can't get a break.
1: I mean, I just feel sorry for him personally because he worked so hard to get back, bet on himself, came here, and then that happens.
0: Well, and, you know, this is part and process of the entire deal uh, in the National Football League. Uh, injuries have been, always will be, uh, the uh, the X factor. And uh, now, you know, Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes – sadly have to go after making Emmanuel Mosley part of the rebuild of that secondary, um, which by the way, defensively, and we're going to take a break and come back and, and talk about what the lions are up to uh, on that side of the ball, because it certainly is a marked improvement. Uh But all the best to Emmanuel Mosley. Um, he'll get this taken care of and he'll make a triumphant return. All right.
1: Well, here's to hoping for his sake.
0: Meanwhile, uh more uh potential problems up front with the big uglies on, This uh, really good Lions offensive line. Jonah Jackson, uh, the left guard, uh, was seen walking uh, with a boot afterwards. And Dan Campbell was asked about it today. And he said, look, uh, he was taped up. We got to wait for the uh, uh, swelling to go down, the pain to subside, uh, so they can try and deal with uh, what he is dealing with. And again, that's one of the last things this team needs.
1: No, and they just all finally got healthy and started playing together.
0: Yeah, for the first time uh, ever. So, you know, Big V was able to go uh, if necessary. Uh, thank goodness they brought back Graham Glasgow, for crying out loud. Um, yeah, he's
1: getting tons of work.
0: <laughs> that's kind of a huge move at this point. Um, so we'll see. Meanwhile, uh, we'll talk this about this Lions defense and what this team is doing because they are – making several installments in the lions franchise uh history books very interesting stuff coming up we'll have that and more as we continue with the sports book here on 760 wjr That's a hell of a win! Yeah! you know what I love? I love with you guys indirectly tell you, coach coach Relax, we got it. We got it, all right? That's exactly what you guys did out there. You know what good teams do? They don't give a shit who they play. They don't care about the environment, who's playing for them, who's playing for us, what the records are. When you smell competition, you show up. And you guys just proved it again today. You did what you're supposed to do. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. That's what good teams do. Guys, that's four. You just keep your attitude just like it is right now. And we'll go wherever we want to go, I promise you. I've seen too much of it. I've seen way too much fall as a player and a coach. Trust me, we'll be all right. We'll be just fine. Uh, we got the right dudes in this room. We got the right dudes and the right coaches. You know, Dan Campbell's postgame comments. I, I think, Jamie, what I'm going to do is I'm going to petition the FCC uh, and make it a rule that we can just play them the way that they were meant to be heard. Um, you know, he's going to swear, okay, big deal. Um, but I'll tell you what, doesn't hold back. Uh, Very inspiring.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought about it when I was watching his latest installment that you just played. Does he go with the flow, do you think, and ad lib and whatever comes to him comes to him in those moments, or does he think about it and then go in?
0: I think he has somewhat, and this I don't know for sure, um, but I think he's got somewhat of an outline, and then he just lets it rip. And it, right, yeah, But the important thing is, it's from the heart, each and every time. Whether it's good news or bad news, it's from the heart. And I think that's what the players respect more than anything, really.
1: Yeah, I talked to three or four of them in the locker room yesterday about their coach. And they sort of smile when he comes up. And they really, really respect him and like him and trust him. And like they could run through a wall for him.
0: You know, what's interesting, um, as we discuss this Lions defense... Um, because it certainly is worth mentioning. You remember uh, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn a year ago, <clears throat> much maligned. As a matter of fact,
1: lost his job.
0: Well, a lot of Lions fans I was going to say wanted him to be shown the door. Uh, it was not a very good defense. It Started to come around uh, as this team came around. Um, but right now uh, they are making their own statement through five weeks. Jamie, the Lions have only allowed 342 rushing yards the least allowed by the franchise since 1932. That was uh, the Lions' third season when it was still located in Portsmouth, Ohio, over the first five games. They entered yesterday with the NFL's number one run defense, then held the Panthers to just 99 yards and zero touchdowns. So you talk about going from one extreme to the other. Good for Aaron Glenn.
1: Yeah, and they have 13 sacks and four interceptions. In a three-game span. Like, that's pretty great.
0: Yeah. What and a then, turnaround. Yeah, it is. And uh, as we were talking about this guy. Young. Ball's out. Hutchinson has it. And he's to the 20-yard line. Aiden Hutchinson with a takeaway. Now he has four career interceptions. Uh, and just to be clear, that is the most by any defensive lineman in the NFL's illustrious history uh, through their first two seasons. Um, what this guy brings To the table. And is it a point now, Jamie, where he is doing exactly what the Lions and Lions fans thought he would do uh, coming out of Michigan? or I
1: I think he's exceeding it.
0: I am, too. I'm going to be honest with you. I am right there with you.
1: Like, maybe they thought this was the guy they were going to get, like, in a couple years and is, you know, total prime a veteran. And he's doing it in season two.
0: Well, and as I mentioned, and I just appreciate the motor on this kid. Um, He doesn't take any plays off. Um, He is mechanically sound. And, uh, you know, when you take a look at what Aiden Hutchinson is capable of moving forward, and I don't want to be cliche, but the sky is the limit, is it not?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And from all accounts, his work ethic is pretty great too. His attitude. So yeah, as long as the injury bug stays far and clear away from him, he should be a pretty great addition.
0: All right, now back to the offensive side of the ball, uh, because we are also witnessing something extremely special. Jacobs has played well. Emmanuel mostly got some playing time before being injured. Back to Jared Goff, wide open. He- A trickery, but that's two for Sam Laporta today. Uh, Sam Laporta, there's going to be a lot of Laporta jerseys if there's not already at Ford Field, uh, just based on the way this kid out of Iowa is playing. And you talk about putting your name in the franchise record books. Um, obviously, one of Goff's top options. Uh, he ranks second among all tight ends in NFL history through their first five career games, by the way in terms of receiving touchdowns and games with at least 35 yards receiving. Now, his production uh, so far has been the most by a rookie tight end in the league since Travis Kelsey. You ever hear of him? Uh, Nine years ago. Uh, And to carry it a step further, he is the first Detroit rookie tight end since who? Jim Gibbons.
1: Of course.
0: (laughs) Good old Jim Gibbons. In 1964, to have multiple touchdowns over 30 yards in a season. I mean, (laughs) the kid is uh, getting her done.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, kudos to Brad Holmes, who let T.J. Hawkinson walk. And as of right now, Hawk has 30 receptions, 250-plus yards, and just two touchdowns. And he's obviously a good player, but they let him go. They get this rookie who's overachieving. For cheaper,
0: well, and the dude likes to block uh takes that aspect of the game uh very seriously, um but uh, you know he just has a knack, and I mentioned Travis Kelsey uh you know the thing about Kelsey that is just mind blowing uh you watch any given chiefs game by the way, uh they get to the win in the land of ten thousand lakes yesterday uh Taylor Swift wasn't there, it threw me off completely um. But, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, everybody in the building knows he's the one getting the ball, but he always has the knack of getting open, doesn't he? And I think uh, yeah. Sam Laporta could be that guy.
1: Yeah, it sure seems that way. And also Ben Johnson dialing up plays for him. I mean, he was wide open on that reverse uh, flea flicker.
0: Ben Johnson, So you know, I, I'm under the impression, James, we have to enjoy this cat while we can because... You know, he came back after going through a couple of head coaching interviews a year ago and decided he just wanted to be a part of what was unfolding here in Detroit. And that's great. It's a hell of a story. My fear is being a coach at an elite level. Eventually, he's going to want to be a head coach of his own team. And is it going to be next year? I don't know. But he is something special. Yeah,
1: he is. He's going to move on eventually. But it's he said he... Wanted to stay here to continue building something special? What if the Lions do that? Maybe he comes back again next year.
0: Well, time will tell. Uh, Meanwhile, um, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are lying in wait for the little blue and silver in Tampa. That's going to be 425 on Sunday. It was supposed to be a 1 o'clock kick. Uh, But the interest in both these teams at this point in the season forced them to flex it to 425. The Buccaneers, what are they up to? Baker Mayfield has them 3-1 and one on top of the NFC South. And the Buccaneers are coming off a bye week. So uh, going to be a nice challenge for the uh, Detroit Lions.
1: Yeah, I think they're prepared. They'll be ready and looking forward to it. They wanted to play these primetime games. Well, here they come.
0: All right. Now, quickly, uh, in the world of college ball, your Michigan State Spartans, uh, they're coming off a bye week. A, a, a much needed bye week with uh, everything swirling up there in EL. Uh, interim head coach Harlan Barnett, Mark D'Antonio, uh, getting the troops ready uh, to go on the road to Piscataway. Probably very nice this time of year there in New Jersey for a noon tilt uh, with the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Hopefully, uh, Coach Barnett and this team uh, can get her going. Meanwhile, the Michigan football Wolverines on the road. Uh, once again, this past Saturday, and it, it really didn't matter. Uh, they get themselves a 52-10 to 10 win over the Golden Gophers uh, Saturday night in Minneapolis. J.J. McCarthy, Jamie, 14 of 20, 219 yards, had a career-high two rushing touchdowns to help the Wolverines stretch its conference winning streak to 17 for the second longest in program history. This team's for real. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yes, and just one... Um spartan uh point yes running back jordan simmons enters the transfer portal according to harlan barnett but he's the only msu player that decided to enter the portal during the bye week
0: well you know what and that's a win i think that's a win uh and I, i think it speaks volumes uh for harlan barnett uh i i said this uh when they gave him the interim tag that he has a lot of respect uh inside that spartan locker room and look let's not kid ourselves the circumstances And Harlan Barnett alluded to this when he took the job. Not really what he had in mind. Um, But I think this team believes in him. And uh, I'm just happy this bye week came when it did. That being said, uh, hopefully the uh, heads have been cleared and they are refocused on the task at hand. That would be awesome.
1: That would be great. That would be great for everybody involved.
0: Uh, Meanwhile, uh, you've got the uh, football Wolverines preparing uh, to host Indiana, uh, that will be at the Big House. Uh, that is a noon start as well. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back, have a nice conversation. Talk about all the very exciting things going on at Soaring Eagle. Uh, we are going to chat about oh the uh, the uh, new steakhouse that's open, Ruth Chris. They've got some other things going on, and might I add, uh, some top shelf entertainment. Leave it here. It's the sports book here on Seven Sixty. W.J.R. Indeed, Stephen, Jamie, so very happy to have you here with us on the sports book here on 760 W.J.R. Jamie, we say it each and every week. We thank our wonderful friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for supporting whatever it is we do here. And uh, there is a lot going on up there and we're going to get down to the bottom of it. By golly, uh, <laughs> joining us right now, Tanya Barty. Marketing manager for sponsorships and promotions at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Tanya, how are you? Hello, Tanya. <sighs> I thought I heard
1: her. It's just me, Steve. <laughs>
0: yeah, hello. Uh, I'm I'm being told that Tanya is on the line as Parker is trying frantically to uh, bring Tanya up. Tanya, there. Hello, yeah, Tanya. I'm here. Hello. Oh. oh, there you are. Oh it's a
2: little it's a little pre trick-or-treat for you well it all
0: works out in the end i'll tell you that my job always a pleasure talking to you tanya and you too uh, as we've mentioned uh there is so very much going on at soaring eagle casino and resort let's start with this uh well, for yeah anybody in the general area who is craving a top shelf steak uh look no further uh ruth chris steakhouse is open for business at your fine establishment
2: yes yes opened um second week of june and i tell you what i can't even get a seat it is so (laughs) crazy in there and i tell you i'm i'm i grew up with that building but yeah no ruth chris steakhouse um has been amazing it's just another dining option for all of our our great friends and then uh we've uh We've got the food district, which I don't think we've really talked about publicly a lot. But uh, we have four restaurants coming into our old buffet area that's going to be the new food district. So, yeah, uh, Guy Guy Frey's Chicken is definitely going to be our best friend for sure.
1: (laughs) Tanya, I like that. So if you want to be casual or cash, as I say, you can do that in your food district and hit the slot machines. Or if you want to, you know, get a,
2: a little dressed up, you could go to Ruth Chris. That's fun. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, if you want to go watch a game and have a burger, you'll go back to Ascend, to so the Ascend Sportsbook and Lounge.
0: Which I've done many a time, by the way. And it's a darn <laughs> yeah. good burger. Uh, it is a darn
2: good burger, yes.
0: Donya, uh, let me ask you this. You know, with you know all these top-shelf restaurants coming into your uh, great place there, is this yeah. something that can happen uh, in a short amount of time when, you, when you're dealing with a franchise that's got the reputation of Roots Chris? That's one thing, and then Guy Fieri—he's opened locations in various uh, parts of our great state here in Michigan. But I would imagine yeah. that that is a process in and of itself, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it, it is one that I'm very familiar with, actually. Um, but yeah, it is—it's a process because you—you you know, especially a property that hasn't franchised before or had other brands. We've—we've we've housed all of our own restaurants. Um, It's—it's a learning experience, but also there's not we don't have to do all the work and the heavy lifting, which is kind of nice for a change. <laughs> uh, you know, so there, yeah.
1: I, sorry, there's also concerts coming up. So, you know, if you want to do dinner I'll and say. a show, there's some really cool ones coming up. Talk oh, about yeah. it. Oh, and yeah. then I'll tell you what one sounds cool to me.
2: <laughs> um, so this Friday, we actually, Patty LaBelle and, uh, is sold out. She um, She's here on Friday. We've got Kenny G's Christmas show coming up um we've got quiet riot coming up uh we we, we do that smoky robinson that's another one he's wow. it's been years since he's played at our place so um yeah we i mean you know we do a big outdoors and then we turn around we come back inside for the fall and winter and and we just continue to have big great shows
0: now let me ask you this tanya uh patty labelle is listed with gladys knight on friday night yeah. october 13th now let me ask you a personal question did the uh did Soaring Eagle shell out the extra geetles for the pips?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> in fact, we were told we couldn't. No. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just Gladys and Patty. But you know what? Those two ladies are queens of Motown. Yeah, icons. And, uh, yeah, icon, icons. and uh, so there was no doubt that it was going to be a great show. And it'll be a great night. You can have dinners with Chris. You can enjoy the show, partake in a little slot, table game action. It's all there for you.
1: Yeah, and if you want to stay overnight, which Steve and I have done, you you guys got us some rooms that first time we were up there. They're nice. They're remodeled.
0: Beautiful.
2: Yes, yep. Yep, that was, uh, we started the remodel process prior to COVID, which I don't like to say that word out loud. But, yeah, so it took (laughs) a little longer than than expected. But, you know, 512 rooms and want to make sure that everyone um, was up to par to our standards and our AAA Four Diamond standards. We took our time, and now everybody gets to enjoy
0: them. And we'd be remiss in not mentioning, in my opinion, as humble as it is, one of the most <laughs> underrated rock bands of all time, Foreigner, is going to be oh, yeah. at Soaring Eagle on Saturday, October 21st. That's got to be sold out.
2: It, um, it's close to sold out. It is actually, and it's their final tour as well. So uh, that's what they're telling us. It's their final tour. So we knew we had to nab that one because uh, we are a rock house. We really are. We truly are a classic rock house, and, and you can't go wrong with that one.
0: Well, you can't what go is,
1: wrong with that. What corners. is the ven- venue like up there, Tanya? What are, how many seats?
2: So indoors we have 3,200 seats, and it's tiered seating. So you're never you're always – le- the farther back you go, you're up a level, so you're above the heads in front of you. Um, we do have main floor seating at the stage, and then it tiers itself to the back used to be our old bingo hall years ago. Oh, cool. Uh, but it seems intimate.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you like Foreigner oh, yeah. or Patti LaBelle or whatever, you're going to be pretty close.
2: Oh, yeah. There's not a bad seat in the house. And then we have large LED screens on the sides of the stage. Um, yeah. And the sound is phenomenal. So with when we redid that room, the sound all got upgraded. So, yeah, it's a great place to see a show.
0: Now, let me ask It is uh, If you do go see Foreigner, you don't have to wear spandex, do you?
2: oh you do i want to make sure you 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 call me and tell me you're going to show it'll make it mandatory for you you know uh,
0: i'd have to dig it out hopefully the moths didn't get to it Um, no
2: worries i got a guy you know
0: here's another question because this is i find this to be very interesting on friday december 8th tanya jay leno is going to be with arsenio hall
2: yeah now can you believe that that's a throwback
0: that is a throwback and i think at one time because of the late night talk show wars there was a little bad blood between those cats
2: yeah not anymore apparently not anymore they're both on board with it so i think it'll be a it'll be a cool show it'll be interesting to see how they intermingle as well yeah it,
1: this seems cool so throughout you know the fall and into the holiday season you can make a weekend out of it a night out of it whatever you want
2: oh absolutely absolutely and and since we're talking about events i would be uh absolutely my bad, if I didn't mention October 28th is our Fright Night Halloween party in Ooh. the entertainment hall. Yeah. How oh, cool. It's an 80s-themed slasher Halloween party.
0: Now, what goes on with so that? We
2: edit- so, uh, we have a costume contest. The best 80s costume contest wins $1,000 in slot play. Um, we've got DJ. We've got finger foods. There's going to be some um, Fright Night props and uh, different things that are going on. And then the best... 80s flasher theme costume wins it all so yeah it's gonna be a good time and it's free it's open to the public there's no cover charge come in dressed up the bars will be set up there'll be finger food music we may even break out the thriller dance who knows
0: well well, that's cool i think you you had me
2: at
1: the slot machine winnings
0: Uh, i would would imagine ascend uh, tanya is getting all sorts of business on lions football sundays isn't that cool
2: Oh my god. I tell you, you give you just gave me goosebumps because yes, Ascend Sportsbook and Lounge and we have some specials that we run on Lions Games. We have the Herman Moore 84 sandwich cuz Herman Moore is a big spokesman of Eagle Casino and Sports. Oh yes. So he has his own sandwich now. Um, yep. And what's cool is, you know, you can watch the game. You can bet on the kiosks at the window. You can download the app right there and, and make all your online bets as well. So, and we're a proud partner of the Lions. I don't know if anybody knows that yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. but, but yeah, yeah. And so it's awesome to partner with them and be able to, you know, to work with them and, and have events up at Ascend. So we're just excited. And wow, what a game yesterday. I, uh, was, a, I was home enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it really was. And sometimes in life things really work out because from what I understand, when Herman Moore was in high school, Tanya, he was voted most likely to have a sandwich named after him. And now, uh, now we, it's we just, made
2: that dream come true.
0: It's come to be. And uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to December eleventh because this radio show, the sports book, I will be doing
2: I know. from
0: Soaring Eagle. Uh Tanya, make sure I'm you excited. stop by. Say hello. Oh,
2: I'll make sure you uh, we up your spandex wardrobe while I'm here.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh. well, well, that would be greatly appreciated, and uh, well by <laughs> by me anyway. I can't imagine uh, somebody around me thinking the same. But <laughs> uh, look forward to seeing you.
2: You guys, thank you so much for your time. All your listeners, thank you. Everybody, have a great evening. We'll see you guys in December.
0: Looking forward to it. Tanya Barty, right. marketing manager for sponsorships and promotions at the One The Only Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Heard her here on the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Yes, the Sportsbook continues here on 760 WJR. Steve and Jamie, happy to have you here with us. Uh, what a snoozer uh, this Monday night game is tonight, huh? The uh, Packers and Raiders getting together in Las Vegas. Packers going in, James, 2-2. Two and two. Uh, The Raiders just just trying to find their way at one and three.
1: Yeah, but it's interesting to Lions fans because I think the Packers are going to be their only threat in the division.
0: Yeah, well, the uh, Purple People leaders, the uh, Vikings, oh dear. Um, I think they've been competitive, but uh, they just can't get her done. Falling at home, no less, to the Chiefs yesterday. And again, and I just mentioned this in passing. I don't know if anybody else noticed, but Taylor Swift wasn't there.
1: <laughs> yes, and have you seen all the memes? Like we don't have Taylor Swift here in Detroit, but we had Eminem, we had Slim.
0: That's all we need. Yeah, we didn't. That's all we needed. Slim Shady for crying out loud. The Taylor crowd Swift. went
1: crazy. It's cool that he was there. Well, and Devin a... Booker was on the sidelines
0: and Tiger's gear. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Pistons, we'll get back to this boring Monday night deal uh, in just a bit. Uh, the Pistons opened up the preseason against uh, Mr. Booker's Phoenix Suns. And uh, Pistons down by 20 in the first quarter, but they came back and uh, made a tilt of it, uh, eventually falling to the Suns in OT 130 to 126. And I think um, Monty Williams uh, afterwards, uh, it's it's the same prescription uh, for what this Pistons team has been uh, going through. Uh, down through their shortcomings and that's a complete lack of defense gotta gotta shore that up
1: yeah we'll see what happens i mean it was an interesting preseason game assar thompson hit a shot to send into overtime so there's some ballers there
0: uh i think assar thompson just based on what i've read is you know he's kind of fitting right in uh hopefully uh the rest of the youngsters on this pistons team uh fall into place and 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 have a quick grasp of of, of what they need to. Uh, are they a playoff team? I don't think really this year, but uh, I hope I'm shocked.
1: More than 17 wins. Let's start there. Um, and the, also the good news was when Team USA needed people to practice with them, Cade and Jalen Duran looked really good doing that. So, yeah, maybe this young core can make some noise.
0: I don't uh, think there's any doubt that this Pistons team – is going in the right direction. As we were discussing last week, I think you bring along the young player whisperer in Monty Williams, who has a track record of being able to communicate with the uh, the younger guys. Um, I think good things are going to come of it. Is it going to take time? Of course it is.
1: Yeah, sure. And all these coaches, everyone doesn't want to give a timetable. They don't want to, you know, hamstring themselves. So we'll see. I think it's going to be – at least more exciting, and there'll be more than 17
0: wins. I'm right there with you. Up next will be a tilt, oddly enough, in Montreal, Thursday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Meanwhile, big things going on Thursday as your Detroit Red Wings get the regular season going in Jersey against the Devils. They'll drop the puck at 730. Uh, Stevie Eisman, the Iser plan in full effect. And the big question going into this regular season, James, uh, will the winged wheelers end their seven-year postseason drought? What say you? Um,
1: I'm going to go yes. They brought in a lot of goal scorers. Um, now it's just sort of can they all play together and get some chemistry and stay healthy. But they did pretty well in the preseason. How many times did they – one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. So five and three in the Preseason.
0: Well, you bring a board and you drop some loot on 2022 Stanley Cup winning uh, forward JT Confort, Uh, gets a five year deal. Alex DeBrinket uh can score goals, and I think what this does, and what Iserman has done, probably on purpose, you know, you get guys like Dylan Larkin, Mo Sider, Lucas Raymond, some of the guys who have been here during the tough times. And all of a sudden, you might find yourself being a little bit rejuvenated because uh, there's a little bit of offensive help. And uh, that's huge for this hockey club.
1: Yeah, and when everyone was saying, you know, make a couple trades, get someone in there and try and make the playoffs, he did not. He kept his people. He kept his core. And uh, we'll see if they can turn the corner.
0: All right, again, it's the uh, Red Wings getting her going in New Jersey against the Devils, 730 Thursday night. Uh, All right, the Packers are favored by a point here uh, in Vegas against the Raiders. And probably the big subplot to this whole tilt is Devontae Adams now going against his former team. Not that it matters because Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. It's the Jordan Love Show, yada, yada, yada.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you think they will actually compete with the Lions for this division? They didn't look that good at Lambeau.
0: No, uh, you know, I think uh, Jordan Love, uh, in the tilt at Lambeau against the Lions, he looked a little bit bewildered and a little bit overwhelmed. And I know he's young, his first year as a starter. There's a, you know what, ton of pressure on him taking over for Aaron Rodgers, who took over for Brett Favre. So uh, if you're the quarterback of the Packers, you are going to get plenty of attention. Uh, but he just looked, like I said, uh, overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see if he's able to write that. Because, look, one thing we know about young quarterbacks at the NFL level, there are no guarantees ever.
1: Well, true. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with any play in the NFL. You could get knocked out injury-wise.
0: Some numbers here to uh, look at if uh, anybody cares. The Packers have won the last eight meetings. The uh, Raiders' most recent win against the Packers – was a twenty to nothing win back on September thirteenth, nineteen eighty seven. That in Green Bay, but you bring up Jordan Love, he's completed just fifty six point one percent of his throws, uh, but he has nine completions of thirty plus yards to uh, equal uh, Kirk Cousins for the NFL lead uh, in that category. So he is able to put it together. Oh, and by the way, uh, we are just receiving word uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo, Raiders quarterback, has passed a uh, concussion protocol and is expected to play tonight. So that was okay. a big unknown.
1: Okay. He's very handsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, just by mentioning that, it, they could get an extra couple of viewers uh, that <laughs> Garoppolo is going to play uh, in this mess. Um, but we'll see. Um, you know, uh, I, I do have to mention this in a short amount of time we have. What was Mario Cristobal thinking, the head coach of the uh, Miami Hurricane? Can anybody answer that for me, please? Oh,
1: my. What are you doing? What are you doing?
0: How do you come back from that? I
1: don't know. How do you keep your
0: job? And then in the original post-game press conference, he threw the running back who fumbled under the bus. It it should have never happened, dude. That was
1: unnecessary.
0: Oh, absolutely horrible. Okay. I'm glad I mentioned that. Uh, Have a wonderful week, my friend, and uh, we'll do it again next week.
1: Thanks. Listen to JR Mornings. I will.
0: Here on WJR.